We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Genesis chapter 32, the New King James Version. Genesis 32, New King James. It's mighty quiet, y'all. You should be excited. The pastor said you're going to get out early today. You should at least shout for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Genesis 32, let's start at verse 22, Genesis 32, 22, we'll be here for two weeks, so now if you're a student of the word, guess what you'll do, you'll study it, because you know we're going to be in the next week, amen, I'll read for you, and he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and in his 11 sons and crossed over the fort of Jabbok. <clears throat> he took them, sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, uh, let me stop because this is just me. I, I told you to pull out the New King James Version for a very specific reason, because the text, if you just read it, it'll let us know by the, the capitalization of he and him. It lets us know that he wrestled against who? God. Okay? Watch this. Verse 25. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, <clears throat> he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of the joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go until, unless you bless me. Does anybody have that spirit in the place this morning? Verse 27, so he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of that place Peniel, for I have seen, the faith, I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Somebody shout amen. <clears throat> Whether this be good, bad, or indifferent, um, a lot of who you are today was determined before you decided who you wanted to be. I thought that was pretty deep when God gave that to me. I'm going to read it again. A lot of who you are today was determined before you decided who you wanted to be. Because of our parents coming together and partnering together uh, to create us, there are some presets. Everybody shout presets. 
that we just got from them. Um, our temperament, our attitude, our body type, our skin tone. Um, there is a lot about me that I had nothing to do with, and I just get it honest. There are some things that just came from Howard and Diane that I can do nothing about. And if you look at your life, there are some things that came from your parents that you can do nothing about. These are just presets. Everybody shout presets. In addition to these presets that you can do nothing about, um, then there is this part of me that is shaped by the environment that I was birthed into. Um, if I was born into an emotional, healthy environment uh, and my family dynamic was a pretty good one, then that means that I would I, I will grow into being an adult with a healthy um, emotional IQ. That means that I can manage myself and my emotions most days. I think all of us have a bad day. Um, but on the other hand, if I was birthed into an emotionally toxic or emotionally, emotionally deficit space, um, I am likely to be an adult that has no control over my emotions, um, and I struggle to manage my feelings as they flow in and out of the situations that I deal with. If I am not fully aware of these elements of who I am and how big of a role they play in the person that I am today, then I can spend the better part of my life being someone that I don't necessarily want to be. Because of the things that were already preset in me, and because of how these things worked with the dynamic that I grew up in, I could be somebody right now that I don't want to be. And I had nothing to do with it. I, I, I could build a life full of successes and still find myself longing for things that I don't even know why I'm longing for them simply because I built a life around these presets and this engagement that I had when I was a child that I never found who I was supposed to be. I could get the house, Ezra. I could, I could get the, the dream house. I could get the dream car. I could get the dream position. I can get all of the things that I thought that I wanted, and I could still find myself longing for something other than the things that I have been able to attain because I built my life on a foundation that I did not determine. I did not say that I wanted these things. I did not know that I wanted these things. They were kind of just given to me. It's the funny thing about my, 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 my kids. I tell people all the time that I'm like uber blessed when it comes to like children because they fit me. They fit my temperament. Now, some of them kids, they just couldn't rock with me. I, I, I'm super blessed. And it's funny. It's like they like a lot of the same things that I like. And I didn't, I, I didn't tell them they were to like this stuff. They, they just like it. When, when my family wants to have a good time, no matter what's going on, a good time to Kennedy, she is 14 years old, and I don't know why she's like this. I wish she would go out and do more. But a good time for my daughter, like what, what is really cool, and, and this is the way that she says it, I want to put on comfy clothes, and I want to lay down and watch a movie. That's a good time for my daughter. Well, what's funny, it's a good time for me. 
That is what I, I don't want to put on comfy clothes. That's her word, not mine. Uh, but, but, but for me, laying down, watching a good movie, eating a good pizza, oh, my goodness, I'm in heaven. And the funny thing is, that is how my children are. Those are the, some of those presets. Everybody shout presets. Those are some of those presets that they just got. But what happens when the presets aren't so good? What happens when the presets are like greed? What, what happens when the presets are dissatisfaction? Oh, gosh, y'all. What, what happens when the, when, when the presets is, is like nothing can just comfort you? I, wherever you put me, wherever you place me, it's not good enough. What if those are the presets that were passed down from, from my mother to me or my father to me? What happens when the presets aren't so good? I start building a life for, oh gosh, and I listen, I start building a life around these things that are all, that are just preset in me that I had nothing to do with. And I could find myself at 45 years old saying, I don't even know why I'm here. I looked at this text and I've preached it before, but I found some stuff in the yard that I think can help us. And I'm just going to give us two of these little points today. And here's the thing. The reason why I broke it back, I pulled it all back, I could have gave you six points today or seven points. I don't know what it was. But I want you to have them bit by bit. Because if you start to listen to me, if you start to be honest with yourself right now in this moment, there are some things that you just do and you don't know why you do them. There are some ways about you that you just have, and you don't know where these things come from. And I don't like it. I don't like that I'm like this way. I don't know why I'm this way. I don't know why it keeps happening to me. But these are those presets. Shout presets. And then these presets had to engage with the environment that you were born into. And then it created this thing that you couldn't even gain control of. But there's a way. Because there is a way that you can finally meet you. There is a way that you can finally see who you are. And the only way that you see who you are is when you see him. Okay. I got two little points, y'all. Just two very small points. Let's go to verse 22. <clears throat> Get point one. And he arose that night and took his two wives his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook <clears throat> and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until breaking of day. <clears throat> Point number one, write this down. Um, it says, God will go around with you. Say that with me, God will go around with you. Now, one could find it odd that God would manifest himself um, in this way to Jacob, but when you consider um, who Jacob had been all of his life uh, and what Jacob had to contend against all of his life, then how God manifested himself unto Jacob in this moment or this wrestling match that took place um, right at the, the brook of Jabbok, um, it totally makes sense. Um, Jacob, whose name literally means heel grabber or supplanter, um, had been fighting for his position since before he was born. 
In Genesis chapter 25, it details for us um, that, 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 that Jacob was a twin. Uh, his, his brother was named Esau. Um, and in, in Genesis chapter 25, it says that his mother um, said that the babies were wrestling so violently with inside of her womb that she went to God to ask God, what in the world is going on with me? And when God responded to her, he says that you have two nations being developed in you at the same time. But when it came to the birth of these boys, Esau came out first. And as Esau exited the womb, Jacob was clenching his heel because Jacob desired his preset was to have the first position. And he was, he was clenching the heel of his, his, his twin brother. And w- w- what's funny is that these presets and his family dynamic would cause Jacob to spend the rest of his life clenching at the heel or wrestling for what he thought was owed to him. He wrestled for love. He wrestled for the position of a woman's heart. He, he fought to be, to be seen as first. He fought for his respect. He spent his entire life wrestling with people and wrestling with situations because his presets and what he was engaging in as a child often birthed this stuff into his life, and he dealt with it as a grown man. As a grown, this text that we're reading happened when, when Jacob was around 100 years old. His entire life, he wrestled before he was born. The boy was wrestling with his, his, his twin brother because he desired to be first so badly. And he spent the entirety of his life just wrestling from one situation to the next. And from one situation to the next, he just kept wrestling and wrestling and wrestling. And finally, he meets God, and guess what he does? He wrestles with him too. What's funny, though? about God is that he obliged he said I'm here for that (laughs) what cracks me up was that there were no words exchanged it just said a man wrestled with him all night like what was the conversation like listen who are you it doesn't matter let's get it and they just locked up and they started wrestling what's funny though is that even though Jacob just engaged with God that way, I found it interesting that God was willing to wrestle with him. You see, sometimes God uses your language so he can get to you. There was no conversation. Here, check this out. I was thinking about this. Um, when, when, when God got ready to spoke, speak to Moses and use Moses, he used a burning bush. Well, a burning bush wouldn't work for Jacob. Sometimes God will wrestle with you just so he can get to you. Just so he can get your attention. And here's my thing. I wonder... What is God wrestling with you with? In what areas of your life is God wrestling with you? 
Because here's the thing. Wherever he's wrestling with you, that's where he wants to be. He, he wants to come in contact with you there. If he, listen to me. If, 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 if he is wrestling with you in your marriage, that means that he wants to be invited in. If he's wrestling with you in your finances, that means that he wants you to put him first. If he's wrestling with you on, in your career, that means that he wants you to see him as the source. That if, if he's wrestling with you, that means that God wants to, see you, wants to see you in that space so that you can see him. It would, listen to me, it would have made no sense, no sense whatsoever for a burning bush to have showed up in front of Jacob because that wasn't his language. Wrestling was the only thing that he knew. And I love God because he doesn't mind speaking my language. Oh, gosh, y'all. He doesn't mind because here's the thing, all God cares about is getting to you. And if we got to fight, we just got to fight. Now, here's the interesting part. He doesn't mind coming to wrestle with you. Doesn't mind. You'll wrestle. Because God didn't have to do that. He did it for his benefit. But he's, gonna, he's only going to wrestle for one round. He doesn't mind going a round. Because the text is very clear. It says that they fought until the break of day. This battle that you have going on with God in your heart and in your mind and in your life is only going to last one round. That's all the time that he's given, given to it. Now, here, check it out. Listen, we got to read the rest of the text. It says at the, break of, at the break of day, the fight was over. We're not doing this anymore. I've obliged you enough. I've come down enough. I've spoke your language enough. I've tried to make you understand. At the break of day, the fight is over. I want you to understand that the fight will end at some point. He loves you enough to wrestle with you. He loves you enough to have this dialogue with you. He loves you enough to go the extra mile with you. But it's only going to last one round. Shout one round. Here's the reason why. Let's go back to verse 22. Y'all better be getting something because only got two points. If you ain't got nothing, it's your fault. Go back to verse 22. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed over this ford of Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. And then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Verse 25. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, I'm going to read it again. I'm giving you all of the signs in the world to get this. Now, when he, God, saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Point number two of my final point for today. Tap or snap, it will end in submission. Say that with me, tap or snap, it will end in submission. Now, watch this. Because of God's, listen to me, I want you to pay real close attention to this, and this is my last point, I got to give it to you. Because of God's grace, we can tend to treat him as if he is limp-wristed and weak. 
And we oftentimes forget that he is a sovereign God and he's all powerful. Now, look. It was God, it was, it was God's grace or it is God's grace that brings him ringside of our life. But when we determine that we're going to wrestle against God, it is not grace that gets in the ring. It is God who gets in the ring. And you cannot get the two twisted. Now watch verse 25. This is why this is so important. Oh, gosh, let me give you this. Grace brings God to the ring. God steps inside the ring. And when God steps in the ring, there is only one ending. Submission. Listen to me now. We love to talk about the grace of God. I'm, I'm teaching you about grace. Grace brings him to our life. But when we don't respond to grace, God steps in the ring. And now it's time for submission. God gives us chance after chance after chance and opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And, and every week we open up the, the doors of the church and we offer salvation. And he gives you chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. That's grace. But at some point you have to respond to grace. But if you don't respond to grace, then we step in the ring. And the only way that this ends is submission. Let's look at verse 25. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, this is God looking at him. He says, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he wasn't making progress with him. It wasn't getting across to him. Watch what he does. He touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, the text says that God and Jacob wrestled until the breaking of day. And there was a point in the, in the, in the exchange of this grappling that they had going on that God says, this boy don't get it. Didn't prevail against him. This, this boy just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. Oh, gosh, I want you to have this so bad. He doesn't understand that I put myself in this vulnerable position so that he could win with me, not defeat me. Listen to me. I, I sent my son Jesus I humble, I stepped out of grace. I stepped off my throne and I put myself in this fleshly body so that you could win with me. Not, not fight against me. There was something about this engagement that, that Jacob was just not getting. And finally God says, he don't get it. I wonder if God says that about you, like she don't get it. She keeps fighting me on this. She keeps pressing me on this. And she doesn't understand. If she just would submit, she'd win. And it, it, but she just won't do it. And you got to say, I just don't think, I just don't think he gets it. If she would just submit, it would be hers. Now, I'm not a huge uh, 
UFC or MMA fighting fan, right? <clears throat> but there's this uh, phraseology uh, in that fighting world uh, that's, that they say tap or snap. And, and basically what it means is that this is, um, um, th there are these submissive holds that each opponent tries to get their opponent in. Um, and the intent of the hold is for you to tap out. But if you determine that you're not going to tap out because of your pride and because of your stubbornness, then what should have just been a hold will become a break. Because if you don't tap out, I'm going to snap it and put you out. Listen to me. Look, 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 look. God's grappling with, with, with Jacob all night long. At some point, he says, this boy does not get it. He doesn't do a wrestling move. He touches his hip. Read the text. He touched his hip. He pulls his hip out of socket. And now, Jacob has a limp because he wouldn't submit. I wonder, what areas of your life are you limping in because you failed to submit? I wonder if your marriage right now is limping because you won't submit. I wonder if the career is limping right now because you won't submit. I wonder if your finances are limping right now because you won't submit. I wonder if your peace right now is limping because you won't submit. All God wants is a submittal so you can win with him. But for some reason, we keep fighting him every corner and every chance that we get. God is like, dude, it is your choice. You could tap a snap. But this is going to end in submission. What is it that you have failed to submit to God? Is it just your life? Is it you just simply saying that you are God and you're God alone and I'm going to let you lord over my life? I'm submitting my all to you. What is it? Where is it that you haven't submitted to God? Is it your pride? This is going to sound weird, but is it your deficiencies? Are you keeping those to yourself and you're trying to work on them on your own and you haven't given them to God? Where is it that you need to submit? God is saying, listen, I love you. This, uh, this ends one way. You're going to walk out whole either way. But it's up to you if you walk out with a limp. Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.